This podcast is part of the Christian Geek Central Network at ChristianGeekCentral.com. Episode 230, Another Alien Race Smackdown. Welcome to the Strangers and Aliens podcast. Strangers. <laughs> to boldly say what needs to be said. Would you be a stranger or an alien? Or would you be a strange alien? The truth is out there. I am your father's best friend, Plumber. Superman. Wonder Woman. Heroes. Villains. Captain Picard versus Captain Kirk. Do you think that there's room in sci-fi for God? The very first thing that God did Surprise, was that he created something. So we have a creative God. This is Strangers and Aliens Podcast. Hello and welcome to Strangers and Aliens. I'm Ben. Ben Avery, just dropping in briefly to say this is a lost episode found again. That's right. The prodigal episode has come home. We thought it was dead, but now it is alive. All that stuff. Uh, the bottom line is this was an episode that we recorded a long time ago and kind of forgot about and didn't post. And now we're posting it. So there might be some dated information. I don't remember. It was a long time ago. <laughs> and uh, then, uh so, yeah, without any further ado, here's the actual episode. But, um, yes, enjoy this lost episode. Hello and welcome back to Strangers and Aliens, a podcast about faith, science fiction, fantasy and imagination. And we're going to be using our imaginations tonight. I am one of your hosts, Evan David, and I'm not here alone. I'm joined by... Ben Avery. Yes. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Alien Race Smackdown Part 2. Yeah. So I listened to Part 1. Yeah. And it was just you and Steve. This time it's just me and you. That's right. Switching it up. So we'll actually get things right this time. But... <laughs> Well, hold on. Before before we get into it, Ben, I just want to explain to our listeners who may have not heard the last one in Alien Race Smackdown episodes. What we do is I've got this massive list of tons of alien races from sci-fi and uh, some from fantasy. And I've got some – there's some random giant monsters that could fight an army and some other stuff in here. But it's basically this giant list of sci-fi alien races, and we're going to throw them into a list randomizer. We're going to pull out the three that pop up. And we are going to discuss who would win out of the three of them. Who would win? Yeah. Yeah. So I have my list of what you did last time. Oh, boy. And I'm trying to remember. I mean, I, I agreed with you on, on, on a handful of these. A handful. But there's some weird combinations. Last time you had your first round was Brotherhood of Evil Mutants versus Green Martians from... DC Universe. It's true. Versus Green Martians from John Carter of Mars. It's true. Um, I agree with you about the Green Martians from the, the DC Universe. And I believe in our last episode we did say that your opinion, you know, trumps everybody else's opinion. Well, it's, it's so just, it's just it's the just, way it is. Yeah. That's, yeah. yeah. 
You so had the guess... Autobots versus Thanos and the X-Men. We did. <laughs> like, I would love to see that. <laughs> that that's a weird matchup, man. It is, um, but it's just it's just a random generator, Ben. I do remember you said that the ETs would win against White Martians and Space Godzilla because the ETs are peaceful and just would be just out of the way. That is not what we said. We said they obviously, inferring from what we know about the ETs, have vastly superior technology mm. and longevity than those other races and therefore would eventually emerge victorious. Yeah. I, I would disagree, though, because the White Martians, they have – they can shapeshift, read minds, and control minds. They right. They would infiltrate. They would win. Do they have spacecraft, though? I don't know. Do they need spacecraft? Well, that was our that was our thing. We said that, that they don't have space. They would just staff. use what's there. The ETs would just bombard them from a galaxy away. I don't think so. We've never seen them do anything like that. But <laughs> anyway, yeah, yeah, the, the Jawas versus the battleship aliens. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So I'm ready, man. Okay. I, I'm ready. I'm ready for the weird matchups. That's what I. That's what excited me the most when I was listening to things last time from that last episode you did was the the weird matchups and. Oh, good. So well, that's that's my favorite part too. So I am activating the list randomizer. I've plugged it in. All right, are you ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay. Now, like I said, I don't always have. They're not always technically aliens. Sometimes they're large groups of sci-fi people. Um, yeah, like the last time you had Shield, right? But you also had the Confederacy of Independent Systems from from Star Wars. So. Right. Super fun. Yeah. So here we go. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Our first matchup, we yeah. have the Atlanteans from Disney. So um, the the Atlantis movie? Yes. So not Namor's people, not uh Aquaman's people. Okay. We have the Atlanteans who do not live underwater. They live in a uh underground city and they have some sort of uh, crystal technology that is akin to nuclear power um, but more powerful and clean and they use it to power their flying machines and weapons Okay, including a massive ship called the Leviathan in the shape of a giant lobster I have that action figure, it was awesome Okay, and our next one is The Flood from Halo are you familiar? Nope <laughs> okay, basically The Flood are a, a spore fungal type organism that spreads into all living matter and if it touches you if it infects you you turn into a uh mushroomy really nasty zombie okay and they basically are able to spread throughout the universe and that's they're the main and well they're the main hidden antagonists of halo they're the real bad guys all right um then we have the asgardians from the mcu okay so we have a race from a movie that I saw 20 years ago. Yep. And haven't seen since. Mm-hmm. We have a race from a video game series that I've played, but I don't know anything about them. Okay. Uh, because I played it twice. And we have the Asgardians from MCU. Yes. I'm going to have to go with them uh, because I know them. <laughs> And they're good guys. They are. Yeah. Uh, I think that they would find a way that would involve lots and lots of sacrifice 
and death of important people, but not the really important people. Uh, the to to defeat the the spore thing, mm-hmm. but with the Atlanteans, um, they're yeah they they just won't have the power to to hold up against against the the people who have such technology that they're regarded as gods. I would agree. I think they could give them a run for their money, at least on the front end, uh, just because of the the power that they hold in their technology. But I think the Asgardians would ultimately win. Yeah, and I I can't get into like the fun nitty gritty details of how they would win against the fungus thing, right? But they would figure out something that would have to do with some sort of weakness to exploit. I <laughs> think that well, would be it because I, I think can't if, think of anything else because I don't know them. I think if if somebody could defeat the the flood, it might be the Asgardians, but I don't know. See, in Halo, the forerunners were fighting them. They were the an ancient race before all the other races in the galaxy, and they could not beat them. So basically, what they had to do was uh, activate the Halo rings, which come to find out are uh, technology that is able to wipe out all life in the galaxy. And so they harvested samples from all the known life in the galaxy, saved it outside of the galaxy, activated the rings, and killed everybody in the entire galaxy. So that way the flood would run out of food and die off. And then their robots cloned everybody and repopulated the galaxy with the clones. Wow. Pretty morbid, but uh, that's what they did. That's what they did. Okay, That's what I'm saying. The Asgardians, they would somehow... People would die gloriously. Thor wouldn't. His his <laughs> yeah. Warriors Three wouldn't. But or if they did, they'd come back later. Jane Foster would live somehow. Hey, she quit. I heard that. I, I didn't read the article, so I don't know all the details there. But she, Natalie Portman's done. I I the article I read it made it sound more like um, they didn't want her back. Well, it's possible. I mean, she's not cheap. I mean, she's a she's an in demand actress. That's true. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I need to find out more. But I just read the headline. Anyway, I wonder how they'll do it. Anyway, I probably okay. won't read more. But. Here we go. Good match up here. Our okay. next match, we have the Sith, not the uh, not the the Master and Apprentice combo, but we're talking from the Old Republic. Where it's an entire race of people, um, the Sith. Okay, that's and gonna be that's gonna be hard. That's, let's let's hear what the challengers are. But all right, we have the Vulcans. Okay, and then we have the Gungans. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you you go first. Well, I don't know too much about Vulcan. Uh, but the Sith would absolutely murder the Gungans. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to imagine a situation where this battle <laughs> is taking place. And uh, do, do the Vulcans have a fleet? They I mean, do. Part- yeah, yeah, they they okay. have. Um, I'm I'm thinking that our our situation really is going to involve the Vulcans trying to protect the Gungans from right, the right. Sith. I think that's what's bringing the Vulcans into this thing. Okay. Uh, yeah, the Gungans are done. They're, this, <laughs> yeah, it, it's it, there's no contest. They're dead. So this, let's move on. This is something I've always wondered, though, Ben, and I, this might be our chance to see it. Okay. If the Gungans brought their little, you know, 
EMP balls out to, to space and use them in a space battle, how much damage could they do? I, I don't know. I, I think we're looking at not. I mean, if we're looking at a space battle, I think the Vulcans might be able to win. Okay. Uh, the only exposure to ancient Sith I have was in uh, Knights of the Old Republic, the game. And I remember their fleet was pretty formidable. Was it? Yeah, I think they, like, burned the surface of an entire planet or something. See, to me, Star Wars technology and weaponry and shielding has always felt, and and I don't know, uh, I know people have done numbers and figured things out, but has always felt more powerful uh, than than Star Wars. Because with, with Star Trek, you have actual energy shields that surround your whole ship. But with... Um, with Star Wars, it's more deflector screens, and hmm. you're having to like activate, you know, rear deflector screens, forward deflector screens. Uh, again, I might be off. I mean, I'm going off of uh, role playing games and memories of of things like that. But um, you know, in in Star Trek, it seemed more like a a bubble that you know you can put more energy in in the front than in the back. But right. You know, it surrounds the whole thing, but with Star Wars, it's it's a bubble, but you have to be more active in, in what you're activating. I, and I might be wrong about that, but I, I just always had the impression that the Star Wars blasters on a ship and and that, you know, aren't as powerful as phasers and photon torpedoes. And and so I think in a space battle, the the Star Wars general things with, you know, Star Destroyers and fighters and, and everything like that are going to be taken out by the, the, the Star Trek. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, what if we're dealing with, because the Sith don't really have a, I guess they have a home planet, but let's say that the Sith are invading Vulcan. If, it, if we have a ground match, who wins? I think the Sith would win with that because mm-hmm. lightsabers and force. Well, I, do all the Sith have... The force. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know either. In my in the video game with the Old Republic, all the Sith did not have force powers and lightsabers. They were led by the the force wielding Sith. Oh, okay. But they had standard troops that were just part of the cause and all that. Um, but I'm not an expert. Vulcans do have weapons. They do have uh, martial arts. And the Vulcan death grip. Or the nerve pinch, the death grip. Yeah. Can I get really geeky with you here? Does it not exist, Ben? Yeah, it's it's a pretend thing. Mm. They they actually did an episode where they faked out some people by saying, he used the Vulcan death grip. He's dead. I just watched that episode like last week, Ben. Yeah, yeah. So. It's really weird. Okay. So anyway, I think I think the Sith would take Vulcans in general. I think the Sith would win. Okay. Because they're I agree. more warlike and, and ready for that kind of thing. But the Vulcans would put up a really, really good fight with them. Yep. I'm on board. All, All right. right. Here's, here's our next match here. Match three. Hit match me. number three. Okay. We have the Scrolls. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, shape shifting race from Marvel Comics. <laughs> then, Ben. We have the Tet. Okay. Do you know what that's from? I don't. It's from Oblivion. <laughs> it's the giant upside down pyramid from space. Uh huh. Yeah, ben, sure. 
I love that movie. It's one of my favorite sci-fi movies of all time. I'm just saying it. Okay, moving on. And then we have... I, ugh, I have so many problems <laughs> with that movie. There, I know you do. There are not a lot of things I that would make me say, movie. oh, my opinion of you is changing because we differ. <laughs> this might be one of those things. Oblivion. Ben, I love that movie so much. Oh, I had troubles. It's so great. Anyway, then we have Stitch. Experiment 626. <laughs> what was first? Scrolls. Yeah, they win. What? <laughs> like, Just easily? Yeah. Come on. Man. The, okay, the Tet. The Tet gets one of the scrolls and then clones an army. Yeah, and, and the and scrolls, they have awesome meanwhile, ships things. A, a ship? They have lots of ship things. Do they? Yeah, they have the floaty balls all around the planet. All with around the... a planet? Yes. Yeah, the... yeah. I know the scrolls have like a galaxy-spanning fleet. They have shape-shifting abilities to infiltrate. Yeah. And it's not just because it's from the movie Oblivion. Sure. Although that definitely figures into things. That movie was... Ugh. It was great, everybody. I can't imagine anyone using the word great. I just did. Yeah. I really enjoyed I, it. I, I experienced it in real life, and I can't imagine. <laughs> <laughs> Man, did you watch how it should have ended of that yes. movie? Yeah. Yes, I did. Yeah, pretty perfect. But even Doesn't before even that, even before that, I was, <laughs> I had troubles with just what they were doing and oh, can't i i love it oh, so much man the the prop design and the set design i will not argue with you on that that's the old that's the whole reason i bought the case that i have for my phone because it looks like a gadget from oblivion oh it's with this case on here i will not argue with you on set design or music that music is awesome I have and tom cruise ben yeah Take them or leave them. I don't care. But <laughs> I, I don't shamedly love Tom Cruise movies. Okay. Wow. I said unashamedly. All right. Let's, uh, let's do our next match then. That was pretty easy. The Scrolls, they won. <laughs> All right. All righty. Here we go. Here we go. Randomizing. Okay. <laughs> well, well, this one's a wash. <laughs> All right. We have the Navi from Avatar. Yeah. Okay. Versus Mothra. <laughs> okay. Versus the planet Krypton. Okay. Okay. Well, hold on though. Hold okay. on. Okay. If we're under a yellow sun, well, okay. There's no yeah. point. <laughs> but if we're okay, let's say Krypton's stuck in its own little solar system. So it was the Navi and who? And Mothra. Uh, okay. Now you're the Mothra expert. We're on a we're on a red sun planet. We are on a red sun planet. Okay. We're on Krypton. And the Navi are there. And they've got their tree thing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even remember anything about them. I'm trying to remember. <laughs> but they were pretty primitive. Yeah. Uh they managed to take out all those like machine gun helicopters, though. They did. They did. Mothra. All right. Let's let's just start with him. What can he do? Or her? I, yeah. A lot of times people refer to Mothra as as a uh, as feminine. Um, right, because she's got those two pixie things. 
Yeah. Yeah, but I, it's, it's a him, it's a her. Sometimes it's not. But uh, I, I think, I mean, we're, we're going to have to use conventions here, right? Okay. Mothra is a giant movie monster that goes around and destroys a city because some something has wronged Mothra's people or, or whatever. But Mothra does come out on top sometimes. But when Mothra is... If you're going to go with kaiju conventions, the people of Krypton would win. Right. Because that's what the happens. monster can't win. Yeah. The monster can't win. But they there would be a lot of devastation, and they would have to bring their technology to bear. You know, they'd have to figure out how do we stop this. They're going to end up using – because, you know, Krypton, they're all about, you know, just Cloning. the new, you know, and, and they're – separate from each other and and uh so they'd have to learn to work together again yeah yep. well it depends on which krypton we're talking here that's true because if we're talking uh man of steel krypton you've got flying dragon things we've got <laughs> airships and star destroyers and did, giant floaty portal satellites did i loan you world of krypton y- no no you- i loaned you the phantom zone one didn't i you loaned me the Phantom Zone, but well, then you loaned me the, the Elseworld where Clark Kent. Yeah, which is, is that's based on the World Krypton. of Krypton series Continuity. that right. came out after Man of Steel when they did the reboot. Yeah, this you have is no- like rewriting that that history. I want to read it. Okay, I, I was going to loan that to you, but I I must have just grabbed just the one. But anyway, now okay, here's here's Krypton's last stand. Okay, okay, uh, Krypton is are the place that uh, birthed Doomsday. So if all else fails, they find the secret plans for how they did that. They reclone new Doomsday, and Doomsday destroys Mothra and then proceeds to destroy the rest of Krypton, and everybody dies. Yeah. So nobody wins. Right. Okay. <laughs> that's the that's the worst-case scenario. <laughs> and if the Na'vi never left their planet, they win. Yeah. Because <laughs> Doomsday is on, get on Krypton. Right. Yeah. All right, let's uh, keep going here. Next round. Okay, here we go. We have the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. That's an alien race? They, they are powered by aliens with alien giant robots. Uh, that's, that's even more of a stretch than the shield. <laughs> okay, no, because here okay. we go. If we can have Mothra or Godzilla stand alone against an army, Megazord... And Dragon Zord and even Ultra Zord can definitely go toe to toe here. I'm thinking. All right, all right. That makes sense. All right. Yeah, yeah, sure. Versus the Wookies. Okay. Versus the Grand Army of the Republic. Mm. I'm thinking the Republic wins. Well, yeah. I mean, you got the Wookies with their their technology that. Almost as advanced. <laughs> they've got lasers and they've got wind ships, you know, paddle boats and stuff. <laughs> so they got, they got the crossbows and yeah, but I mean, their little machine gun cartridge belts across their chests. They got, yeah. yeah. And, and they have flying, <laughs> they have flying ships powered by flapping wings. If all else fails, they can just show their Christmas special to people and they'll die. They're not going to die. They would die. You've watched it? I have. The whole thing? Yeah. 
Nice. Well, I don't know about the whole thing. I watched a lot of it, and then I like started fast-forwarding vigorously. Oh, let's see. That's <laughs> you didn't <laughs> experience it. I experienced the grandpa in the chair with the virtual reality part, and then I was like, all right, all right, okay, let's move on. <laughs> let's get to the end. <laughs> There's so much in that that's just filler. It's... <laughs> I'm sorry. What is happening? What's going on? <laughs> Make it stop, please. Yeah, um, yeah. There's a half an hour of almost good TV. Yep, almost. I didn't even make it to the the Boba Fett cartoon part. I need to go back and watch that. Oh, you know, on the Blu-ray set, that Boba Fett cartoon is alone. <laughs> and you can watch just beginning to end all the Boba Fett cartoon chapters. Nice. So, yeah. so, so who they're going up against who? The Power Rangers? Power Rangers versus Wookiees versus Grand Army of the Republic. Uh, I think the Grand Army is going to oh, yeah. win here. I mean, that, No contest. You said Zords could stand up against an army, but this is a pretty big army. Yeah, I mean, I think the the Zords, they could take out Star Destroyers. Um, they're that big, and they've got lots and lots of lasers and swords and stuff. Um, I mean, really, this battle is more a police action than a war. I mean, the, the Grand Army is going to come in and you know, subdue these five robot dinosaur things. Well, if they're combined to the Megazord, it's just one. And thus the Megazord and the Dragonzord are there. And then they can combine to make the Mega Dragonzord, which is even more powerful. And then if need be, you summon the Ultra Zord and they fit into that. And then it's like game on. So it's not game on. It is game on. It's oh, we'll send Anakin with a couple ships. It's done. It's taken care of. I mean, I'm not saying they're going to win, but I'm saying Ultra Zord versus five or six Star Destroyers, Ultra Zord could take them. And so I'm thinking they're going to need they're going to need to pull out all the stops. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Anyway, yes, we agreed. The uh, the Grand Army wins. Give me a second. I'll pull up the next. Next round. The next round here. And it is the First Order from the new Star Wars movie versus Starfleet versus the Inhumans. Uh, Starfleet. Yeah, really? I, yeah, again, I, I think that the you know when you if you if you have the starfleet's fleet of ships mm-hmm. versus the new orders you know even as big as that star destroyer thing is uh again i think you just have more powerful weapons and more uh diverse weapons on starfleet's side and really? they're going to be able to penetrate the shields very very easily these deflector screens that they have um i mean it, I, I'm basing things on th- you know other other movies that we've seen, but the way you're able to get through, you know, the deflector screens of a star destroyer, uh, with with you know the small little ships and stuff, uh, they just don't have the power the, to generate shielding the way the way Starfleet does. I think Starfleet could take them out pretty peacefully, but and, and, uh, they've got the uh, what do you call it? Death Star, Death Star 
yeah, which shoots out one really, really powerful thing that they might be able to take out a planet. Or six at a time. Yeah, but a fleet of ships that are mobile, they're, they're not going to touch the ships. You got If you have a boarding party, Kylo Ren could get in there and take control of a ship or take a captain hostage. Or Yeah, yeah, but here's the thing. How are they going to get a boarding party through the shields? And you know, Starfleet the then... The Force. <laughs> oh, no. Starfleet then... Because if you could just use the Force to do that, why weren't they doing that in the other movies? That's a good question. Yeah, yeah. Well, if we can stop laser bolts with our minds now... One guy. Who knows? One guy. He's going to stop 500 laser bolts with his mind? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. And then Starfleet <laughs> is able to you know use their transporter technology as well. That's true. And... It's, I I just really feel like in in the the whole idea of ship to ship combat, fleet to fleet combat, it's it's Star Trek all the way for me. Okay, I always think Star Trek's weapons are are weaker. Their defenses might be stronger, and their their teleportation is definitely an asset. But I always thought their weapons were weaker than Star Wars weapons. Well, they are weaker than like the Death Stars. Well, I'm talking like but, Starfleet's got phasers. I feel like those are wimpy compared to the laser rifles of the clone troopers or the stormtroopers. Oh, you mean the hand-to-hand weapons? Yes. Or, or even the ship weapons. Like, yeah, wait, you wait, got pro- a Star Trek phaser disintegrates a person completely. A Star Wars laser can't even, you know, sometimes you can survive the shot. It won't even penetrate your, your stormtrooper armor. And it just leaves a burn hole in your shirt. It depends on what we're talking about here, Ben, because in the new movies, they do not disintegrate people completely. They're just little pistol fire bolts. Yeah. You, okay, you're going to talk the new Star Trek? Well, that's what, I'm, that's what I'm referencing here. Before referencing the old Star Trek, then sure. <laughs> I mean, we're, I'm referencing... They seem very easily I'm to dodge, I'm referencing the 1,000 episodes and 12 movies. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what I'm referencing when I think of the the Starfleet. But but even then, the the Starfleet ships are doing the job. And okay, um, I'll go along. I'll go along with it, Ben. All righty, let's see next match. Let's get something good. Let's get. A- I, I'm I'm working on. It. Let's see here. Something, something that's like a, a normal matchup, not a normal matchup, but a a uh, an even matchup. Okay, this one might be a little bit more evenly matched. Let's hear it. Okay, we have Khan from Star Trek and his race of supermen. Mm-hmm. We have Godzilla. Okay, and we have the Masters from the Tripod series. Now that's an interesting matchup. Yes, it is. Because they're all similar size. So it's it's Khan and his Superman. Mm-hmm. Genetically improved, enhanced. It's uh the Masters from the Tripod series, which two of our listeners might be aware of. <laughs> but great series. series that I read when I was little little and well not little little, I guess it would have been junior high. Loved it. And, and I then, read it 
What's recently that? and loved it. What's that last one? The last one was Godzilla. And Godzilla. Hmm. Because, okay, so the Masters have very uh, formidable technology. They have shielding. They, they have They have land... Um, they have towering land vehicles called the tripods, which are basically like the tripods from War of the Worlds. Um, they can't shoot lasers, but they have super strong tentacles that come out and can attack things. Uh, and then they also have ships. It t- takes a, well, I don't know how long it takes to, I guess they have warp speed, but they have ships that are able to bombard a planet and destroy an entire city with one shot. Um, missing stuff. No, I. I mean, they've got their their one um, weakness would be that they, you know, Earth's atmosphere, right? They're, right. They, they just, cannot exist on the Earth without their uh, terraforming. Yeah. Yeah. So, what do you think? I think we've got a match here. I think that the, you know, if you're looking at the Superman versus the Masters, um, the Supermen and Con, you know, Con and the Supermen are are going to be hold up in in pitched battle. They just don't have the numbers. Right. There's only like what seventy of them. Yeah. Well, there were more though. I mean, they they ruled a good portion of the Earth. Okay. So it's it's them as rulers, but then it's you know the armies of the earth. Uh, they had armies, and, and the, of course there was a novel series that they did that basically was showing the history of them kind of taking over the world, but it was secret, and so they were able to go through history that we experienced in the '90s without so like the World War Three that Khan was a part of in the 90s, 95 or whatever, um, happened, but nobody knew it was happening. Huh. And so our history that we have lived through was still able to, you know, it's a secret history that they have. Hmm. I never read the books, though, so I don't know exactly how they did it, if it worked or not. Interesting. <laughs> um. but, but anyway, these were world leaders, and or at least Khan was, and he had he had armies, but I still don't think he has the numbers to take on the tripods. Yeah, but you throw Godzilla in the mix. Godzilla I, and Khan, they're both defending their world against the tripods. Against the tripods, mm. and I would see you know if we're talking about a three way matchup, Khan is somehow. He's manipulating Godzilla to to go against. He's using Godzilla as a weapon right. against the Masters. The problem is Godzilla is slow. I think regionally he'd be able to take on the Masters tripods. Yes, and and smash through like their their stations where they they have their own atmosphere and everything. Well, if he does that, then they lose. Yeah, yeah. And but they're they're spread across the world. There's three right, of them. Right, right. If we're if we're doing that, however, if you watch uh, Godzilla Final Wars, 
what's funny about that is that you have all these monsters that are controlled by aliens that are all over the world and Godzilla has to go up against all of them basically. Right. And they don't pay any attention to like geography. It's just <laughs> where is Godzilla now? He's in the next scene we want him to be in. <laughs> so that means he's in Australia and now he's in New York. And how did he get there? I don't know, but he got there quickly. And <laughs> so if you if you're using fi- Godzilla Final Wars filming logic, he could he could do it. He could do it. Now, has it has have people tried to nuke Godzilla? Yeah. Not worked. Well, it's yes and no. I mean, again, a lot of stuff with Godzilla, it happens because that's what the story is. Right. We have to end it somehow. Here's our special ending. And Yeah, okay. I I think I think Khan would come out on top because then he'd figure out a way to destroy Godzilla. He's manipulating. He's using his armies. He's using force. He's not using his super strength right. in, in this battle. But I think he's going to manipulate the battle in his favor. And Do you, I'm going to go with Khan. That's not who I thought I was going to go with when you started this one. I was going to go with Godzilla, but I've changed my mind. I could go with that. I don't know how he would get rid of Godzilla. I don't either. He'd think of something. <laughs> Do you think he would be able to survive with his superhuman body inside the master cities? Yeah, I think so. Mm. I think so. Again, people don't know what we're talking about, probably. But oh, we are, learn, we, we've got an episode coming up. Um, I'm reading them right now again. The, the the series, the the tripod trilogy, and then there's a prequel, and we're gonna do an episode about it. Uh, that'll be after after a little while still, though. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. It's my favorite sci-fi book series of all time. Yeah. It's a good one. John Christopher. Oh, yeah. So. All right. You ready for the next one? We'll do one more. Okay. Here it is. Last one for this episode of the Alien Race Smackdown. We have number one, The Body Snatchers. Okay. From Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Yeah, yeah. Then we have number two, the... UNSC from Halo, basically the good guys, the, the, I can't remember what it means. I think it means the United Nations Space Corps or something. Uh, and they have, uh, spaceships and, uh, the Spartans who are uh, like the Master Chief, superhuman, basically Captain America in an astronaut suit. Uh, and then we have the Red Martians from John Carter. Well, what do you think? Well, uh, I don't really. Well, the Body Snatchers. If it's like I saw the remake with uh, with Daniel Craig and Nicole Kidman. Oh man, I haven't seen that one. Really? No, no, I haven't. I mean, I've seen the original and then the seventies remake with Leonard Nimoy and uh, Donald Sutherland. I haven't seen any of them. Oh man! <laughs> so you, you want a, you want a seventies movie? <laughs> that you cannot cannot get much more 70s than invasion of the body snatchers so how do they snatch the bodies in those ones well they just you become a pod person they create a pod your copy comes out and replaces you okay that's not how they do it in the the, the newest remake okay it's uh 
the it's a uh, bacteria from space that uh, an asteroid hits the earth and yeah, these it's, are, it's spores from from space and gotcha yeah so in this one they it, it gets india and then you when you fall asleep yep um, yeah that's it you go into a cocoon and you come out and then you're controlled by the alien okay. or you're in line with the alien and they can transfer the bacteria to you by spitting on you or, or exchanging right. mouth fluids. I'm going to, um, you, you know, you're making me want to see these movies again <laughs> because I think it is when you, there's something about falling asleep now. Okay. Where you fall asleep and then you wake up and you're not yourself, but you look like yourself. And when you wake up, you, you like have no emotion. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, they were pretty sneaky taking over the world. Uh, so I don't know if they could infiltrate the UNSC and the Red Martians. They might win. Because uh, they did it slowly and steadily and discreetly. Well, and in at least the first two, it was all um, instinct, instinctually. It wasn't even by choice. It was just... This is how, you know, the seeds spread, the spores spread, and then this is what happens when they they go into place. In in the newest one, they seem to have a consciousness, uh, like the aliens. Once once you had been turned, you worked for the good of the new world order, basically. Yeah. And you like they would like some of them would jump off buildings and kill themselves to elicit a reaction from the crowd. And if anybody reacted, they would know then that they had not been turned yet. So they, then they would go in and make them sleep or, you know, whatever. Yeah. So it's kind of scary. Um, so I don't know. I think, I think I might throw it to them because I mean, how you, how do you fight that? You have to come up with a cure and you might not even know what's happening until it's too late. Yeah, and almost all of well, the all the body snatchers I know about, um, as far as the movies go, they always take over. They always win. Those, oh, really? Those always end on a on a dark note. Yeah. The newest one did not. Okay. Um, that's dumb. It. it I, th- I <laughs> I'm think. I think it might. I'm done with that. <laughs> not interested. It might have gone into darker places than the other ones before they came out the other side. And they do leave it a little bit ambiguous, like maybe it's not all defeated, but they're able to break the world out of uh, out of its slumber or whatever. Hmm. So. Well, and uh, I got to find out now. I need to rewatch that. <laughs> I have other things I need to do, though. But okay. All right, Ben. Good, good matches. Yeah. Yeah. Not as not as intense as the. Uh, confederacy of independent systems versus shield but some good conversation you know what we need to do what here's what we need to do next time around it'll be you and me and steve and we'll just have to the three things that come up and somehow we have to show it's live so that none of us feel like we're getting cheated because like you're reading the list and taking the one you want, but right. We all get one and then we have to prove why we would win. Okay. Yeah. So that, I like that idea. That's And funny. then the Gungan thing, like how would the, the Gungans win? <laughs> that would be fun. Yeah. I think we could do that. Okay. Maybe. 
Cool. Maybe. So, what did we get wrong, everyone? You're listening right now, and you're thinking right. to yourself, these guys are idiots. What did we get wrong? Let us know. They're probably shouting at us that we forgot to talk about how the Inhumans would win. We didn't even no. talk about the Inhumans. No. <laughs> they, they weren't even a... Yeah. <laughs> that was in the First Order versus Starfleet versus the Inhumans. Yeah, I mean, Inhumans, they're done. <laughs> they're, they're just phasers on the blue spot on the moon. No, Black Bolt just gets out there and just starts yelling at everybody. In the vacuum of space. He can do that. Nope. He yelled at the Hulk. He whispered at the Hulk on the moon. In their atmosphere. Okay, whatever. Yeah. I don't, I don't know anything about the Inhumans. <laughs> yeah. No, what, All I know about is Black Bolt. There's a really cool uh, comic, that, one of my few comics that I had growing up that had the Inhumans, where he takes, um, oh, I can't remember her name now. But someone from their their world, and she was with the Fantastic Four. He takes her to the very edges of the blue area on the moon, and so that it's like the atmosphere is super super thin. And she is trying to decide what she's going to do: go with Fantastic Four or stay. And he just whispers, "Stay," and it throws her back like you know fifty yards or whatever. But that's why he took her to that spot because the atmosphere is so thin. That it wouldn't hurt her. Huh. But it still throws her back. But in the vacuum of space? Uh-uh. <laughs> uh-uh. All right, Ben. Yeah. Well, we'll uh, we'll mess with this again. We'll do some more. Cool. But another day, another time. Got any final words? Uh, stay frosty, everybody. And thanks for listening. And Godspeed. You've been listening to the Strangers and Aliens podcast, hosted by Ben Avery, Steve MacDonald, and Dr. Jace O'Neill. Our music was composed and mixed by Tim Leffel. Please join in the conversation by visiting our website, strangersandaliens.com, where you will find show notes, articles, reviews, and more. You can also email us directly at podcast at strangersandaliens.com, or like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash strangers. Or you can leave us a voicemail on the Strangers and Aliens hotline. Just call 1-804-37-ALIEN and leave your message. And once again, thanks for listening. What is happening? What's going on?